Hey contractors, welcome to the Contractors Playbook. I'm your host, Michael Gogan, and on this podcast, we will be talking with experts in the industry and getting real about their failures, successes, and lessons learned. I'll be joined in studio by our producer, Isaac Moore. And uh, here we are again, Isaac, another awesome episode here. Uh, We were joined by Tyler Campbell, and Tyler comes from the contracting world, Um, but today he's, you know, the the founder of Story Builder, um, and they really focus on brand. And there was so many nuggets in today's conversation where I was just, I was really impressed with his depth of knowledge, but how simple he makes building your brand seem. Right. Uh, this one's a fun episode for me specifically. I, I sit on our brand team here at Company Cam, and so I'd, 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 I care a lot about the stuff that he said. And and there's some really good content for anyone, any industry, any company, thinking about how you position your company, your brand, uh, to help people win, essentially, as we talk about a lot on the Contractors Playbook. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things where it can seem really daunting on the surface, but he really breaks it down in a way that I think is really easily digestible. So let's go ahead and jump in. I think you guys are going to love this one. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Contractors Playbook, and we have a special guest with us today, Tyler Campbell, uh, f- contractor and now a podcaster, um, story builder, your brand building, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, give us that little elevator pitch about you know your background as a contractor, and then how that's led you into the brand building and the podcasting world. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So I started in, uh, my family business, ABSI when I was 19, uh, started as an apprentice and then, uh, worked alongside my brother, Eddie, who is my partner in crime for the podcast, worked alongside him and he was really the person that trained me. And so day to day looked like modeling structural steel and uh, detailing it. So a lot of draft work, drafting work, that sort of stuff. Um, So project management and looking at architectural drawings and looking at structural documents and MEP MEP drawings, all that stuff. Like I, I was just heavily involved. And so after about nine years in that role, uh, I took on the management role at ABSI. And, um, I decided I don't like managing, <laughs> I don't like managing people. That's not, that's not my cup of tea. I, I'm, I guess I'm too, uh, uh, much of an Enneagram seven for that mess. Uh, if you know anything about the Enneagram, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a lot, uh, I'm a little bit scatterbrained. So <laughs> anyway, so, but, uh, before I got to the management part of, uh, ABSI, we actually started this little podcast it was called construction brothers. And, um, that started to do really, really well. And, you know, during that time, I still continue to realize, man, I love, you know, building brands. I love starting businesses. I love doing all that stuff. I love brainstorming with people and, um, just creative pursuits. I love that, uh, making videos and designing logos. And uh, funny enough that had been my passion, uh, probably, eight years before that, I'd really gotten into that sort of thing. That was sort of what I was doing on the weekends. So all that to say, Construction Brothers was kind of the the thing that I built towards and uh, it became my baby and that I, I, you know, invested a lot of time and, and effort and I wasn't able to do that anymore whenever I took on the management burden. It made me miss it a lot. And so, uh, 
I left the family business and struck out on my own to do things very much like that. And that's where Story Builder comes in. And so I'm using that decade of experience uh, in construction, um, you know, coordinating with people, knowing the lingo, having to, having to deal with this garbage. I'm taking that knowledge and I'm translating that over into my passion, which is marketing, branding, all these other things. And uh, trying to help contractors do the same thing and create their own voice. I love it. Um, so many things I want to unpack there. We're, we won't get it. We want to get into the the family end of things. Uh, but you know, when you first started there with you know the the things you're doing on a daily basis, and not to knock it because it it's probably mm-hmm. really exciting. But I'm thinking to myself like. Man, that doesn't sound very enjoyable at all. Like that seems like that, and and, yeah. and and it's you hard know, then, work. It, yeah, it's hard. I, yeah, it yeah. didn't sound easy. Didn't sound fun. And it's not. Like, and it's it's not field work too, right? So like you're you're in front of a computer all day. So building information modeling is at its core is really what we were doing. Uh, building information modeling really was grabbed by the steel industry pretty early on. So my introduction to BIM and virtual design and construction was back in 2003, whenever my dad started this company. But ultimately, what you're doing as a BIM technician or as somebody who's modeling, you're in front of a computer all day long. And I mean, that's, I'm not, not to knock it, but like you said, I I don't know, I'm, I just wanted to do other things. And when you're managing people, you don't even get to do the fun part of modeling. Like you just, you sit and you look at stuff all day. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, like you said, not to knock it, it just, it, what it didn't fit my personality. So yeah, right. there's, <laughs> there's some realization that came with that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's the thing. It, it, I'm sure it's a perfect fit for a lot of people, but yeah. you know, someone that seemingly is very extroverted and enjoys conversation like yourself, like, yeah, I'm sure that like, almost like you were caged up and so, yeah. so you started Construction Brothers podcast. Um, maybe even could say that was like a springboard into, you know, it the, really was the story builder piece. It um, really was. It, it helped me realize that hey, I like this stuff. Which I, you know, I decided I liked that stuff when I was, you know, yeah, probably two three years into my career at ABSI, and really started putting my time towards learning photography, learning videography, learning how to design, learn like all of these things just on the weekends. And then construction brothers helped me realize like, Hey, actually, you know, you're not, you're not half bad at that too. Like you're not the best at it, but you're not half bad at that. And then it also made me realize I'm actually not that bad at coming up with ideas like and helping other people execute. And that I've just kind of come into this place where, yeah, construction brothers really was a, it was a springboard for that. And, um, it's uh, it's been really cool to see how it's all just kind of changed and grown. Yeah, no, I love that story, and I I think that you you were dealt like the perfect hand because you were you were able to speak both languages. So for story builder, like not only do you know the language from your de- your experience in the contracting world, you know what language you need to be speaking for the end consumer, Mm -hmm. but you also are able to communicate directly with these contractors and get messages to them that like, Hey, we, we might need to look at your brand or up your brand a little bit, those kind of things. Um, how, how difficult was that? Because obviously you had the vision of what you like, what a good brand was and you had, you were excited about it. 
was it difficult when you started Story Builder to get some of these contractors um, that maybe were a little set in their ways and um, had been doing the same thing for a long time to really focus on their brand and see the value and importance of, you know, bettering their brand? Honestly, the ones that didn't see that light didn't really reach out, you know? And, yeah. and, and so the the ones that did see that there's a benefit to really driving their brand and creating a voice, those are the ones that came to me and asked for help. And those are the ones that I'm still helping. Um, and it's funny too, like even bigger brands as well, like, you know, billion dollar companies are coming and saying, hey, we need help with this too, which is shocking to me. Cause I'm like, you guys, like you have amazing people in house doing amazing stuff, but there still can be a disconnect between the marketing and the construction side, right? Like you have to bridge that gap too. So, but for contractors specifically, like, yeah, I mean, I had two, three people come to me within the first couple of weeks and say, listen, I need, I need help with this. I, I want to be posting online. Like, I want to be posting stuff. I want to, you know, kind of do what you're doing with construction brothers and, you know, having a voice in the industry and, and, you know, sharing and giving feedback. I want to do that, but I'm just not sure what the first steps are. And so that's where I started helping people out and say, all right, well, I, I've been there. I have a map. I know how, I know how to do this. Let me, let me help you there. And I also know how to speak your language. It was really fun when another structural detailer came to me, <laughs> which is technically a competitor of my family business. And they were like, Hey, can you help us with our branding? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? But <laughs> the funny thing is like, I think I'm probably the only marketing nerd out there that could actually talk to them on a granular level, like, and actually understand what they're doing and how to relate that back to the layman who has no idea why detailing is important. No idea why, you know, vetting out the person that's that's doing the clicking is a really important thing that you need to, you know, focus on. Um, but also understand how they fit into the entire process and who they need to sell to. Um, so it was, it was really unique. And and it's it's been adapting and it's been changing and it's been really fun, you know, how it is with business, right? You know, you start out one way thinking, hey, this is gonna be my jam and Things change in two weeks. <laughs> yep. So um, that's it's been a lot of fun to you know learn on the fly like that too. Yeah, I, I imagine the like internal conflict you had when they came and they're like, "Yeah, can you help us with your branding?" You're like, "Yeah, absolutely. Just just make sure my dad doesn't find out about this. Like, let's keep <laughs> it on the deal." Yeah, yeah. No, I, I went over to my brother. I was like, "Hey, listen." these people are asking me to do this. It's like, they're pretty cool though. So I'm probably going to help them. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude, I don't care. Like yeah. enjoy. And, and because they're, it's funny because if they grow, the whole industry grows and, and they're for them, they're wanting to chase this very specific thing. Whereas with ABSI, they're, they're wanting to do some other things and maybe not specifically stay in the steel detailing realm, but that's because of their gearing and what they like to do. Right. What my family likes to do. Um, with this client, they, they like steel detailing. I'm like, heck yeah, great. You know who you are. You yep. know what you like to do. I can, I can work with that. Like I can help you there. And so, you know, they started, um, we set up a live stream for him a couple weeks ago and this was, this was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, we set up a live stream on LinkedIn for him where they were modeling stairs, uh, live showing how some of their tools work that they built for uh, techless structures, which is the software that they use. 
And they had 900 people sign up for that event organically. Yes. I'm like, what the heck? This is awesome. <laughs> this is so great. I'm like snapping my suspenders like, woohoo. Yeah, I know something. It really wasn't me. It was them. <laughs> but they, you know, they put themselves out there and it was amazing to see the response. It was like, but I, they needed somebody to come and say, get out of your cocoon. You, you can do this. You, you have a voice. You have opinions. You have things that you can share. Just teaching them, don't be a jerk about it. Don't think that you know everything because you don't know everything. Put yourself out there. Show what you can do and open up the floor for discussion on it. And, and it was incredible to see what happened. You know, they had like 120 people show up to the event, which is great. You know, if you yeah. have 900 people show up and have 120, <laughs> that's a pretty decent rate of, uh, rate of engagement. And so I was, I was just excited to see them be successful and go out there and start killing it themselves. So it's, it's just, it, I'm getting a kick out of seeing some of those people grow as well because of some of these harebrained ideas that I'll, I'll have alongside of them and help them execute on. Absolutely. So there's two things I want to unpack here. Let's, uh, mm. let's save the harebrained ideas because I think that's something <laughs> we should, should unpack because it's, there's, there's conversation to be had there, but you yeah. mentioned the the road. I think you used roadmap or map or whatever. Yeah. We're on the yeah. contractor's playbook. Essentially, like in the at the end of the day, you had the playbook. You had, mm. you had already executed on this playbook, and I want to like maybe back up slightly and talk like when I'm thinking of, as a contractor and about my brand. Absolutely, I need to have that playbook. How important is it to have the end goal in mind and then almost work my way backwards to figure out like what is that most important thing when it comes to a building a brand? And how important is it that that first step or that most important thing that I'm going to build on has the end in mind? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is important that you have the end in mind, obviously. Um, but at the same time, I feel like people kind of know what end they want to have. You know, generally they want to have, you know, some level of of wealth, I guess, or they want to have freedom to go spend time with their family. They want, you know, flexibility. <laughs> they they want all of these different things. So I, I feel like they kind of know what that is, but in a lot of cases, they don't know how to start stepping in that direction, like. It's like working out, right? You know kind of what to do when you walk into the gym so that you can get ripped, right? Like if I ask you to create a workout plan, you'd probably be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do bench press and I'm going to go do rows. I'm going to do this, that. Like that's fine. But you need somebody there who can hold you accountable to keep stepping to meet that goal. Right. If you don't have somebody there in your ear saying, Hey, have you done your reps this week, man? Like, have you, have you done your work this week? You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to meet your goal. So that's, I mean, I don't want to belittle the, the, the idea of having a goal. I definitely think that's important, obviously, but I think people completely overlook the fact that you need to start stepping, like you need to start working towards it. And so coming up with a way of, starting to to move to that next stage is really where I've kind of found my niche. 
Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to use an example here. Um, and I think he's been on the podcast, actually. I've I've interviewed him on different things before, but I'm pretty sure he's yeah. been on the podcast. But Benny Fisher um, is a roofing contractor in the Pittsburgh area. Mm. And branding is exceptional. He's got a big fish. He's the big yeah. fish contracting company. Bright yellow all over the place. Dude, and I saw him. I literally he, saw him earlier today. I'm not even joking. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And the thing I love about Benny is like, yeah, like wealth and, you know, freedom to spend time with family, those kind of things. Those are definitely yeah. goals. I think what has made his brand, and I would love your opinion on this, because I think what makes his brand so successful is, I mean, he's got the slogan of Big Fish Cares, and he's your mm. your area roofing contractor and he has just taken this approach of like he's more important to the community as a entity than he is just putting roofs over people's heads like he he adds yeah. so much more to the community and that's that's like his brand's mission and the roofing is just a byproduct do you see that with a lot of these successful c- companies where it's like we're more than just the the stairs that we're doing or the roof that we're doing or painting, whatever, like we're adding so much more to our community. And that's, that's really what we want at the core of our brand is to be known as a great place to work, a great place for our community. Like we're not just painters type of thing. You know, I've seen, I've seen one other company do this really well. And I want to shout out Aaron Witt on this uh, from build Uh, You know, he's, come in and he is, you know, this millennial on the spot and he's like, I'm going to come in and I want to make the dirt world a better place. And they do an amazing job of, you know, crafting their messaging and really, you know, including everybody who's in their office on that mission. And it's been incredible to see them grow. Um, I haven't talked to Aaron yet, but like, I've just watched kind of from afar, just seeing what he's been able to create. And I'm just sitting over here cheering him on and like, yeah. you know, he's, he's helping these brands kind of come up with these, you know, for, for these earth moving companies coming in and helping them do exactly what you said, which was just develop relationships with people that really the relational side of marketing it needs to come back in the construction industry. There's a difference in the construction industry between, you know, we if we go and we did research right now on Google for what sorts of things should I be doing for my marketing, some of the things that you're going to come up with are like Google ads, Bing ads, like are you run stuff on LinkedIn, Facebook, all this stuff. Like, okay, that's fine. But if a commercial roofing contractor or a roofer goes out there and just starts running ads, with no clear end goal, they're just wasting their money. Like they have to build that foundation first, right? So the foundation needs to be you and your people. The foundation needs to be sharing that story and building relationships. And then you have something that you can draw people into. Then you can start running Google ads. Then you can start running Facebook ads. It's, it's like running Google ads without having a landing page. And you get a 404, like (laughs) it doesn't make sense. And so for, for roofing contractor, let's say, you know, back to, back to Benny, right? Like he's out there and he is creating this amazing thing that gets people in this community engaged too. It sounds like, and people want to be a part of that. Um, 
but so often it's amazing to see how many contractors are out there that are still trying to figure that out. Like they're still trying to figure that out and they don't realize like it's kind of easier than you think. You need to be human. You need to have empathy for those around you and you need to show your scars and you need to show what happens. If you want to build a good brand, you kind of need to be vulnerable. You need to be willing to open it up and say, yeah, here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing great. Here's what we're not doing so great. And people respect that. People respect that a heck of a lot. But so often in the industry, we're not really that great at opening up. Like that vulnerability is not really the 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 good thing that we're, that's not the thing we're good at, right? <laughs> so we we need to get better at that. We are going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Tyler Campbell. This episode of The Contractor's Playbook is brought to you by CompanyCam. CompanyCam takes the hassle out of managing your different softwares and systems. It's easy to plug in your existing CRM, invoicing software, and more. Try it free, no card required, at companycam.com or download the app in your app store. And we are back. Here's your host, Michael Gogan. Yeah, well, and it, it is challenging. I mean, it, to look in the mirror and to, you know, look and say, like, really point out the flaws or the issues, like, that is that is definitely difficult. Um, you've, you've got two different types of contractors at this point, ones that are at least on the track of building a successful brand or have a successful brand, or ones that may be listening to us right now saying, please don't put a mirror up in front of me or, you know, the brand's not there. Maybe they haven't even acknowledged the fact that the brand's not there yet. If you were to give advice as to, as far as like, how do I know when I need to maybe look at revamping my brand or upping our brand, those kind of things versus let's just continue growing on the solid foundation we've already created. Are there any like telltale signs for that? Or, you know, how, how do I, as a contractor say, I, put the mirror up in front of me and I say, okay, I'm going to be extremely objective here. I'm going to be critical of ourselves. What am I looking for though, as far as like signs that say that maybe I haven't really built a brand. When you are talking about yourself more than you're talking about your client, you need to rebuild your brand. I'll keep that pretty simple. Yep. Right. And, and I'm pulling this from, from Donald Miller. Right. So I don't want to completely take credit for that advice. It's building a story brand. And he talks about how, you know, there's a hero on a mission who is trying to help somebody out. Right. So you need to position yourself as a helper in your company for a, your potential client. So if you look at your website, or if you look at any copy that you have on your social media or whatever, do you say, you know, we started in 1942 as a mom and pop shop, and that is literally your front page. I'm like, that doesn't really help me out. What do you actually do? And then you scroll down, and it's like, we have amazing people that we support completely. Like, all right, well, that still doesn't answer my question. Let me go to this, this next section of the webpage. All right. This is John. John is our VP and he does blah, 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 blah. Like you're still not answering the question. Instead, like, let's say that's a roofing contractor that was started in 1942. It needs to say, we do roofs on houses. Done. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there needs to be a simplification rather than uh, you know trying to get all cute with it 
so many times when I'm looking at contractors' websites or, or their copy, they're talking about themselves. They're not talking about how they solve problems. That's the crap that matters. That's the stuff that sells product, right? Yep. So if you're looking at your website right now and you say, oh my gosh, I'm talking, I'm, I'm like just talking about me nonstop or I'm talking about us, like reshape your approach. Talk about the people that are coming to your page. What matters to them? Like if you're a residential roofing contractor, talk about how they might have a leaky roof and you can fix that problem really fast or talk about how, Hey, we renovated this house over here that had a roof falling in, or we did this, we did that, like show them some of your work, but talk about it from the angle of here's how we can help you give us a shout. And then beneath that you can give testimonials and beneath that you can show, you know, some of the cool things that you're doing in the community. You know, start building that relationship there. So maybe they don't reach out to you at that point, but they can come in and they can follow you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And then you guys do Instagram reels, right? <laughs> where you're doing Instagram reels where you got Jim Bob out here on a site, you know, making funny videos and sharing those on Instagram. Well, guess what? What you're doing is you're building that brand. Anytime they get like, so if they didn't need to buy on the spot, you're stuck in their brain. As soon as they need a roofing contractor, they're like, hey, maybe we could get that funny guy to come out here yeah. <laughs> and, and put a roof on our house. And we'll be like, we'll, we'll have something on Instagram on that page. That'd be really cool. So think about it from that perspective. You're trying to serve. You're not trying to sell. And you're not trying to sell you you're not, you're not trying to say like, if you're selling something, you don't come in and you don't start talking about yourself. You start talking about problems that that person has, right? For some reason we lose that on websites. Yeah. <laughs> Construction's well, very guilty of it too. <laughs> and just as you were like saying that and like breaking down the, the bad website, and I'm sure there's some people listening right now saying like, come on, Tyler, like, now like you know like they still like they don't want to look in the mirror and say like yeah that's my website to a t tyler and it's fine it works but yeah. you can you can get creative and like even use some of like you can still get the same message hey we've we've been serving the area for 19 since 1942 or whatever your original example fine. was like well what's the problem you solve like you know, we're a mom and pa shop from 1942. Like that doesn't help me at all. But like throw yeah. in, like we've been keeping homeowners dry since night or, you know, keeping homeowners yeah. dry since 1942. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like that resonates with me because and I love the keeping roofing. a roof over you since 1942. Like, <laughs> make it, it rhyme if you want to. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it yeah. resonates with, with homeowners in a way that it's not like, you know, yeah, there's great materials that you're using and you're using the, you know, top of the line, like installation and those kind of things. As a yeah. homeowner, I don't care about that. I I want yeah. what's underneath my roof protected from what's outside, rain, wind, mm -hmm. whatever. And, yeah. and so I think like, I love your point where it's like, you have to draw this back to the problems that they have or, you know, flip the script to like maybe some, instead of must have some wants like pools or mm -hmm. landscaping, like, yeah. Talk about yeah. like, you know, the, like 
helping families um, hang out in their backyard or, you know, whatever the example is. But like the, the issue is like, Hey, how do I bring families together? That's what our pool does versus, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we've built pools since 1960 and yeah, here's our VP and like all these things that the, the potential buyer doesn't care about. Yeah. They don't give two craps, man. They're there to buy a roof or they're there to buy a pool. Do you say that? (laughs) Yep. Do you actually say that? It sounds stupid. (laughs) But, do you actually say that? Another challenge I'll throw out there, and this is some user experience testing that you guys can go out there and do. Go get five people. You can do five people, spread them out, different ages, different you know genders, and so on and so forth. Go hand your phone to them and say, scroll through my website. Tell me what we do. Tell me. And if they can't answer that question, you got a problem. So if, if three out of the five can't answer that question, you know, you got a problem. If two out of the five can't answer that question, you probably still have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. If one out of that, you still kind of have a problem. Like you want to get it to where all five can look at it and say, oh yeah, you do pools. You do roofs. You know, <laughs> you do plumbing. You do this. You do that. You want it simple. You want it to hit hard and you want it to hit quick. Because yeah. you only got like, what is it? Three seconds? Three seconds to capture attention. Like you've got to get it right. Otherwise, you're you're losing potential customers. I I love that. And again, you have to be open to accepting the results that you get because so you know, say I give <laughs> yeah. you give you my phone, I'm a roofing contractor, and you're like, Oh, I think it looks like you maybe do roofing. Like if there's any like even like <laughs> qualms there, like maybe even ask a follow-up of like, oh. We do roofing. Why do you think we would be a good choice as a roofing contractor? And if they're like, no idea. Like, yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. Like, uh, yeah. like, you know, like, and that's where some of those like little tiny bits that you were talking about fit in perfectly because, you know, just because you may think you know what you do by looking at your website, if the person that's buying from you doesn't have a clue, you probably need to look in the mirror and say, let's let's change the messaging here because... Yeah, yeah, because I, like, I, I, I run into this all the time when I talk to contractors, and they're like, "No, no, no our way's perfect. It's fine. It works." And I'm like, <laughs> "But does it really work? Like, yeah, could it be better?" Um, so I, I love, I love your examples there. Um, you mentioned one contractor that's that you know is doing it well. Let's go out of the out of the spectrum of you know construction or contracting mm. brands and things. What are some examples of brands, in your opinion, that are are really hitting well? And it's your, you, you know, it's like really obvious, obvious what they do, really obvious the experience that they um, drive. I think of the Airbnb story when I think about this, and I would encourage yeah. people to even like look into that Airbnb story. It's like, yeah, what does your seven star experience look like with your company? That's that's the brand you want to build. Yeah, you're probably only going to get five star experience. You can't do all of these mm-hmm. things, but Let's strive to really drive that experience home and build that brand. What are yeah. some that you kind of look up to like in your in your you know working where you're like, man, if one of my contractors could have a brand similar to blah, that would be great. I think uh, the the one that I always go back to is Southwest and but notable mention honorable mention we'll say is HubSpot. HubSpot does a really, really great job of creating content 
and they do a pretty good job of messaging how they how they help people. So I want to give them the A plus on the content side. So if you want to see how to make content and help your inbound methodology and read up on that stuff, go to HubSpot. Um, but for an overall brand that really gets it right, I love Southwest. Like they they kill it, and you hear them mentioned all the time. Uh, but it's, I mean, they, they do an incredible job. They they really have a personality. Like that's that company has a heart and a soul and it's 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 evident whenever you get on one of their planes and you see their flight attendants cutting up having fun with the passengers like my brother when he was on a southwest flight or when we were on a south southwest flight eddie got some peanuts just chucked at his head because he talked back to one of the attendants just like kind of you know sarcastically (laughs) he just chucked some peanuts right at his face i'm like that is gold. Like their people are given leash to be themselves. And that has helped build their brand so much. And then they highlight their people even more online and on, you know, commercials and everywhere else. And then people take videos and put them on YouTube of the Southwest employee doing something really funny. They have done an amazing job of building out their brand so that people get along with it. It's almost like a friendship that you have. You know, if I need to get from A to B really quick and on a, you know, good price, uh, yeah, see what Southwest has. I can go there. Yep. And other airlines are striving to be like them. (laughs) A lot of other companies are striving to be like them too. So yeah, that's one I would point out. I, I, Southwest is amazing. Absolutely. I love that example. I'm a Southwest diehard, fly a lot. And I've even found myself like if for whatever reason the flight I need isn't available on Southwest at the hour I need or location or whatever. And like as I'm going through it with some of these other airlines, I don't want to throw shade at any other airlines, but I'm saying to myself, yeah, Southwest would have never done that to me or, you know, like, yeah. and I'm just like, it's true. Like it, it's become the gold standard of like my comparison and, and like they're, service. They're, yeah, absolutely. You know what to expect. Yeah. Um, the example I, I love is Ally Bank, um, kind of new up mm. and coming. Yeah. Probably not like the story as much as like Southwest or some of these other brands, but I absolutely love challenging people. They're like, well, why, why do you love Ally so much? I'm like, well, with the off chance that I need to talk to somebody, one or two rings, and they always answer. And they're like, no way. Like, no hold. Yeah. I'm like, no, I have a live human being in like one or two <laughs> rings. I'm like, try it. That's Just call amazing. them right now. Like, here's yeah. my support number. Like, call it. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, and so like building yeah. that brand of like what to expect, I, yeah. I would think drives that referral business exactly unbelievably well exactly don't lose sight of that as a contractor you thrive on referrals you thrive on people talking about you and the beautiful work that you do if you're not if you're not causing a buzz with the people that you work with you're missing out it's the people that harness that and really do a good job of that those are the ones that are going to rise to the top right and so I, it, I was talking to uh, my uncle, who is a senior vice president at uh, Messer Construction, 
and you know he'd been there his whole career. And I asked him, I was I was out eating pizza with him when it, when he was here, you know, and, and I was telling him about what I'm doing. I was like, hey, Uncle Steve, um, when was the last time that you hired somebody based off of a Google ad? Like you, you did a search and you found them on Google and then you, you hired them and gave them like a, you know, big contract. And he was like, <laughs> he laughed. He's like, never. Are you kidding me? Really? Never. I would never do that. And the reason is, is because, you know, these contracts, especially when you get into more into commercial is more where I'm talking now. With residential, it's a little easier to do the Google search routine and people kill it there. However, when you get into commercial, it's really referral based. Like, you're dealing with contracts that are a million dollars, two million dollars, two hundred million dollars. You don't just go pick somebody off of the internet to take care of that. No, you need to know that person and look that person in the eye and trust them and have some level of, you know, just history with them that you know that you can lean on them if, if crap goes and hits the fan. So that referral network that you were talking about is so critical to building your brand. And Southwest does that amazing. Back to, you know, or yeah. Ally does that amazing, right? It sounds like. So you're telling other people about this amazing service. And then people are sharing stuff about Southwest on YouTube saying, look at this hilarious employee. And what that says is if you come and you buy a ticket from Southwest, or if you set up a bank account with Ally, like with Southwest, you might get a really, really funny flight attendant. Like that could be, that could be part of my flight or a really, really funny pilot. I've yeah. seen those two or with ally, you just get good service every time. Yep. So set yourself up to where you're creating a buzz and that starts with really, you know, honing in on your people as well and like giving them some freedom to be them, you know? And, and that's one thing that like Herb Kelleher, who started Southwest, you know, you hear him talk about you know, the customer's not always right. I'm sorry. No. But what that did is that little shift let his employee know, I got your back. If yeah. this goes bad, I got your back. I trust that you're going to do the right thing. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of good stuff there that we could go into. I could talk I, about I, that for a long time. We could absolutely could. <laughs> I, I think the one thing I, I really want to take away from what you just said was, we will never disc like Google reviews are only going to become more and more powerful and important. Like that's, that's not going anywhere, but I would also argue that they're going to become more and more of just a starting point. And mm. the reason I say that is I travel across the country all the time. And so I'm in different yeah. cities and I love good food and where do I start? Well, it's usually Google. Like I start like maybe making my yeah. hit list on Google Mm -hmm. And then guess what I start doing? I start asking local people. I'm like, Ask hey, around. where do I need to eat? Like, and, and I don't even know these people, but you know, you can just tell by like, if they're instant, they're like, oh, here, no doubt, go there. And it's like, oh, they do yeah. have a 4.5 star rating on Google. Like, that's it. Like, so it, it starts yeah. to like, you're going to use the mixture, but even like roofing contractor, like, yeah, I, I'm not picking my roofing contractor from Google. I'm, I'm probably going to, get rid of some options because of Google. You know, exactly. I'm like, ah, oh, 3.6, terrible service, they're out. But now I've got it down yeah. to three and I'm asking around in the office and different things like, hey, who have you used <laughs> yeah. for a roof? So it's not that it's not important. 
Like that's not what I'm saying. And I, that's not, yeah, like, like what you're saying. It's not that Google ads aren't important. It's not that a good polished brand on Google is not important. Like you have to have all of it. So what you need to do is start stepping and creating checklists and get a little bit better here. Yep. All right. A little bit better here. All right. A little bit better here. What about this? What about that? Looking at your customer journey. That's another thing. How does your customer find you typically? What does that look like? You know, once they get a job or once they, once they buy a job from you, what then? What does that journey look like? Like, are you ensuring that you're getting good reviews on, on Google? Because people will come and vet you every single time. That's one thing that I will say is that, um, yeah, if you're not looking out for your Google reviews, if you're not looking out for that presence and making sure that's manicured, when people meet you and then they come back research, yep. <laughs> if that doesn't look good, you're going to lose them. So it, it all works together. It all works together in building that cohesive, that that good relationship. I love it. So Tyler, awesome stuff here. I think we could talk for for days on like it's it's almost <laughs> exciting when you start talking about good brands, whether they're in the yeah. contracting world or just elsewhere. Um, but we're on the contractors playbook. I always like to tie in a few, you know, sports references here. Um, I, I've been going with one where I, I talk about like that walk off shot, like in baseball. Um, hopefully. Knock on wood. Hopefully, we get some baseball here this year. But um, <laughs> what would be your like yeah. your one thing if you said like, "Hey, there's you're struggling with your brand. There's a multitude of things you probably need to focus on and work on." But if if you had to just give that one takeaway where you said, "Hey, if you're struggling with your brand, start with this thing," what would be that one thing that you would encourage a contractor or a company, whoever's listening to this, to maybe start with on building their brand up? Stop creating, start documenting. Document your day-to-day. Start talking about what you're doing. And some people may hear that and go, well, it just makes me kind of a narcissist. Well, okay. Teach. Educate. What do you know? You know something that other people don't know. If you're a roofing contractor, you see stuff every day that could matter to your customer. What are you doing to educate them on it? What are you telling, like, what about that one person that is like, oh man, that was just the, too much happened to that roof and it was too late. Like the, the owner didn't catch it. Like what's one thing that you could tell them that would save them thousands of dollars? That's valuable stuff. If you're a plumber, same question. Like what's that one thing? You can start creating questions around that. You can start, you can start answering questions around that. Let that be a starting point. Start listening to your customers and then start documenting these things. If you see it, pull your camera out, start recording, and start talking about it. Um, don't overthink it. The quality doesn't need to be incredible. It just doesn't. Honestly, some of the best performing content doesn't perform as some of the crap. It doesn't perform as well as some of the crappy content. <laughs> like, seriously, there are videos out there that are slaying that look like they were shot with a cardboard tissue box. <laughs> and then there are others that are shot on like a red cinema. And the one with the cardboard box is going to completely spank the one with the red cinema camera behind it. So don't let the quality thing stop you from creating. Just start and document and show your craft and be proud of it. Teach, 
educate, all of those good things. I love it. So I almost let this slip by, but we we talked about that harebrained <laughs> idea. And I said, I want to make sure we come back to that. And what you just said, I think, really s- sets up for the one point that I wanted to drive home on that harebrained idea. Mm. Is it safe to say that not everything you do is going to work? It's not like you have to be okay <laughs> to fail. Like, and I think that's one thing where yeah. what you just said is I think people get in their own way sometimes and they say it has to be perfect before, for me to put it out there. And I think you have to take some chances. You have to do some experimenting. Some things that you would think might not work, work well and yeah. vice versa. So take some of those hairbrand ideas and just run with them. Is that is that something that's safe to say? Just like, it's okay to I fail. live my life on hairbrand ideas, man. I love like it. That, is, that is my life. And, and honestly, people hire me because I have harebrained ideas. It's the weirdest thing. Like it's, it's the best job I've ever had, (laughs) uh, where I get to just create stuff. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Um, this coming from a guy that released a podcast episode called whitey tidies and hamsters. Like they're seriously <laughs> great podcast episode. All right. We had our brother, Eddie and I, we have a middle brother named Andy and we sat in here and we told stories about our childhood growing up and we didn't know if it was going to work, but it did great. Like it was, it, people will still come back to that episode and say, that was hilarious guys. But we just, you just try stuff and, and occasionally it resonates and occasionally it doesn't and it's okay. Like it, that Whitey Tidies episode didn't break the internet, but it was fun, you know, and it's something for, for our kids, <laughs> our kids can come back and listen to it as well and see, Hey, you know, uh, there's dad and the uncles talking about some of their childhood stories. Um, absolutely. Just put it, put yourself out there. It's, it's not as bad as it looks and, and not every single thing you put out there has to slay. It just doesn't. I mean, if it gets you one lead or one person that, you know, you build a relationship with. It was worth it. It was worth it. So just start creating. Stop overthinking it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, there you have it, everyone. You got not only a walk-off shot, but we got a buzzer beater in as well. So uh, best of <laughs> best of both worlds today on today's episode. Um, as always, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us. And Tyler, uh, really appreciate you taking some time to, to jump on the podcast with, with me. Um, it's been definitely a pleasure to, to have you. And... Um, I think we could probably have you back on sometime. There's there's a lot of things I could still go back and we could talk more about. So really appreciate you and we will see you guys all next time. Big thank you to Tyler Campbell from Story Builder and Construction Brothers' his podcast for jumping in on the Contractor's Playbook today with Michael Gogan. There is some fantastic content here about your brand and how that connects with your clients. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back with more content from the Contractor's Playbook soon.